Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Spiritual Insights for our first uh, formal segment dedicated to dream interpretation. I've been very excited to do this. It really is a lot of fun. It's very enlightening and really helps us get to know what's going on in our subconscious minds because dreams are the bridge between the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. And they create a pictorial using images to tell us where our fears lie and where our hopes lie and give us information that will help us in specific situations. And the way the subconscious mind works, you might have a situation now, but it might have started many years ago, perhaps in our childhood or in a previous relationship. So the subconscious mind takes our issues and puts them in priority order. It will then present a dream and give it imagery that will make you sit up and pay attention. It usually does this through shocking images. So I want you to know, even though you may have a dream that may have some very personal imagery in it, that to tell someone you know, you would be ashamed. I want you to know that I've been doing this a very long time, and there's nothing really that could shock me. And there are very shocking images, such as bloody scenes or physical harm. There are messy bathroom scenes, which are so common, but they do have a distinct meaning. So I can go in there and and figure out what that means for you and what's happening in your mind and in your life. Um, There are also many other images, but that's, that's because it's designed to get your attention. When you get the idea of what the dream is trying to tell you and kind of decode that message, the dream will then either recur in a similar format It's kind of like a variation on a theme, but it evolves over time as you get the message until finally it dissolves. What we'll do here is we'll discuss all different types of aspects about dreams, universal symbols versus personal, and then we'll go to the phones. There will be some segments where I have a specific symbol I want to talk about because I think it might be helpful to you, the listeners. So um, just to give you some information, we will meet here each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern to discuss dreams and their interpretations. You can submit your dream during the show. I'd like to create a smooth format where um, if you've already submitted it, you can tell me either your first name or give it a good title so I can grab it, take a look, and then discuss it with you. I may need a minute in some cases to collect my thoughts because there are so many possible interpretations, but when it comes to a dream, each symbol 
kind of connects to the other symbols to create a storyline. And that's what I'm looking for. So I'll know which possible interpretation fits for your specific dream. So I may just need a minute and I might play music. I I uploaded some music so that there won't be any dead space on the air um, just to give me a minute to think. You can also submit your dream if you miss a segment and would like to participate in the next segment. You could submit your dream ahead of time by going to the website. And please do share these segments on social media and with your friends. If you feel that someone might be helped, I'm, I'm, de- I'm dedicated to helping as many people as possible. If you would send feedback about the segments, it would help me tremendously. And if your dream is selected for Dream of the Week, which I'd like to interpret in a line-by-line, which is a time-consuming process. I dedicate a lot of effort to it. It can take a couple hours because I break down every ounce of energy to give you the best possible and thorough interpretation. So if you submit a dream, I might select it for Dream of the Week, and I will notify you, and then I will use that as an example and speak with you several times before it's published because what I do that's different from other dream analysts that I've seen over the years is I take the dream dreamer to give me feedback on the correlations that fit. You could tell me what doesn't fit. It's not, it's not, and my objective isn't to be absolutely perfect, but it's demonstrative to the other listeners and other readers how those symbols correlate to what's actually happening in your mind with your emotions in your life and with your family members. So that's very, um, it's kind of fun, actually, when you you get that sense of relief that, oh, okay, now I, I feel understood. So that's really helpful to everybody. You can sign up for the newsletter on Facebook, uh, Spiritual Insights Radio, or at the website, which is a temporary website, and that is spiritualinsightsradio.weebly.com. Just go to the Submit a Dream tab and fill in the form, and we can do that on the air. I will get to as many calls as possible. So thank you once again for tuning in, and I'm now going to go to the phones, and I'm bringing you on area code 901. Hi, thank you for calling in. This is Charlotte. How can I help you? Hi, Charlotte. This is Anna. I'm calling from the Tennessee area. Hi, Anna from Uh, Tennessee. Hi, and thank you for taking my call. Um, My dream is about, um, well, I'm out looking for a house and because I'm ready to move. And the numbers, I don't remember exactly, but it was a five-digit number to the house. Okay. And the the, uh, street sign said it was pointing like the east or west because it's an intersection, east or west, and it said uh, Jesus. It was J-E-S kind of like wrapped around under it, it says U.S. But, you know, if you put it all on the same line, it was Jesus, but it okay. wasn't on the sign that way. Okay. Is that everything? Oh, uh, yes. That that was basically it. Is, um, is that yes. where it ended? Yes, that's where it ended, yes. Okay, it ends here with Jesus, with the word broken up, so to speak, with the U.S. underneath the J-E-S. Mhm, yeah. Okay. So let me just be clear. So you are you walking? Oh, uh, riding. You're riding. What are you riding in the dream? Well, yes, I was riding in, in a car. It's in like a car. I'm out you right, physically in the street looking for a home. Okay. 
Now, was this your personal vehicle or a vehicle you did not recognize? It was a personal vehicle. Your personal vehicle. And what is the color of the vehicle? Black. Mm -hmm. And you're looking for a house, and in real life you are actually looking to relocate. Yes. Okay. But in this you have a sense of wandering and not being able to find what you're looking for? Well, I, I, I found, because the, the, the sense of the, the feeling is that, okay, this is it, but I could not get a clear visual of the house, but the location, the street was clear, but the number that it gave me, two, I believe the number was 24715. It wasn't a two-digit number or three or four-digit number. It was a five-digit number. Right. Okay. So you managed to grab that and bring it back with you. Okay. So yeah. two four seven one five. Mm-hmm. Thirteen fourteen. Nineteen. And that comes. This is good. Okay. I'm going to start from the beginning, and kind of break it down for you. So you are riding in a car. Are you driving or the passenger, ma'am? I'm on the passenger side. You're on the passenger side. Okay. So you're not. Assuming a aggressive role, you are kind of looking to see what happens. You, you, as a passenger gets a chance to kind of see the scenery, and yeah. they don't have to engage fully in the process of driving. So your mind, you are kind of taking the feminine role and not the masculine assertive role of making it happen. But mm-hmm. the emotional side is there hoping to find what you're looking for and that it will match um, some kind of expectation. So you're riding in the car and looking for the home. Then you come up on the cross streets. Mm-hmm. You see the signs, which is the message. Obviously, Jesus is a component here. My concern is that the entire word is broken up. So that feels to me that, yes, we do have faith in Jesus that he will help us achieve what we're looking for. However, there's a bit of a disconnect, and I would suggest that that would be fear that you're not going to get what you want, that it's not going to be the price that you can afford. You want it to be the perfect package, you know, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. greatest home at, at a price that is affordable without having to worry each month about making the payments or that of substantial work is not needed that will be an excessive drain on your finances to make it and make it presentable to where you will be comfortable living there. So I think the fear is what I just said that, you know, this is what needs to happen, but I'm afraid it won't happen to my liking. So if you just kind of relax and allow him to guide you because the signs are pointing east or west and that tells you a lack of a sense of direction. Okay, I see where they're pointing, but you want to keep your eye on the sign that says Jesus because he, he would say to you, hold my hand and follow me as if your eyes are closed, and he will guide you right to it. But we have to relinquish our fear and our worry about it. He would call it worryment, which is unnecessary and clogs the mind. So what I also like is that You can't get a clear visual, which is kind of self-explanatory. You can't really see it, but you know Mm -hmm. it's there. You know it's coming. Mm -hmm. And it has a five-digit address, which I know is common in some areas of the country, but not normally. Mm -hmm. It's usually four. But five is Mm -hmm. the number for change. And it's change Mm -hmm. that is progressive. And what I feel is that once you find this home, 
It will be in an environment that you don't expect, but I think you will be very happy with it. And those numbers that you gave me, if they're as you know accurate as possible, when I add those up from a numerological standpoint, it comes to the number 10, which is graduating to the next level. So whatever mm-hmm. work you've been doing in mm-hmm. visualizing, visualizing and letting go of the residence you now have, that mm-hmm. has opened the way for major change, and it, it feels to me like you're on you're on your way, you're on track, so to speak. It's okay. just that the worry is causing you to create the scenario to tell you, don't worry, Jesus is driving this. Make sense? <laughs> okay, it makes real good sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm just gonna say yes, yes, and yes, and yes to the answer. <laughs> Tell me, tell me what what hits and and how you've been feeling and how well, this will help you let go. Well, see, it's going to help me to let go because I kind of want well, I not kind of want. I want a place for my spiritual practice, which I think that's what brought Jesus' name into it. I want my spiritual shop downstairs, and I want to live in the same building. And. Uh, <laughs> And I just want to be a, a, a one-package deal, and yes, I'm worrying about where it's going to be and is it going to be the perfect place for this scenario that I want. Mm-hmm. So it just it makes sense to me. Consider it done. Consider it done. Maybe, Thanks. you know, when I was moving mm-hmm. to Orlando and I was going through the same thing, you where am I going to find? Will it be easy yeah. to find it? I don't want this to be yeah. a struggle. I just want... Yeah to step from one environment into the next. And I found, once we found our place, which was difficult, but I just Mm -hmm. kept a a process of release, let go, follow the guidance, follow the breadcrumbs, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And Mm -hmm. when when we moved in and I got in my car and drove around the neighborhood, and it turned out that I had been to this neighborhood on several occasions, one, for a spiritual workshop, second, Mm -hmm. because I was locating churches where I could hold my spiritual workshops, it's right down the street. I am minutes away from the airport. The location is absolutely perfect. Not everything yeah. about this residence is conducive for what I wanted to do because I found a home that had this huge detached garage. The garage itself was a thousand square feet, and all I could see was classroom and guided meditations and like fifty people lying on the floor. But that happened in its own way anyway. What matters mm-hmm. was that I was in a location that helps me do all that I wanted to accomplish within a short distance. Does that help? Uh, that helps a lot. Yes, but thank he, you. He's, he's got your co- he's got you covered, and it, I feel um, he's like standing behind you, rubbing your shoulder, saying, "Let me handle this. Just let me handle <laughs> this." And mm-hmm. it's, your shoulders are so tense, and you're trying to keep busy, and because yeah. you don't want to lose momentum. But he's saying it's time to relax now. Relax your mind. Keep your hands busy. Make the phone calls you need. But when he tells you, go ahead and look somewhere you didn't expect, go Mm -hmm. ahead and do it. Okay? Uh, Okay, love. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Anna. Thank you. I'll put you on hold so you can continue to listen. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. That's really cool, especially when Jesus pops in. He's my buddy. That's whose show this is. It's not my show. It's Jesus's. I'm just facilitating. Okay, I'm going to area code 505, bringing you on the air. Hi, how are Hi. you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for this show. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's my heart. How can I help you? Well, um, 
I had a dream, and um, what happened is I had asked my body a question before I went to sleep that night because sometimes I get messages in the dreams. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a dream, and um, I just wanted to find out what, what, you know, what What the the answer answer was. Okay. (laughs) Can you tell me what the dream was? Yes. It was a small swimming pool full of water, and um, I touched the water, and the water was really warm. And there was two big fish. To me, they look like those big koi fish, you know, the ones I'm talking about? I do. Mm-hmm. And they were bright orange, really, really vivid. And they were swimming around in there, and I was wondering if it was too warm for them. And then all of a sudden, one of them, like, hopped out, was crawling out of the the swimming pole and actually kind of, like, leaped out. Uh-huh. And then it was shedding, shedding its skin. But the other fish uh, stayed in there. So there was just two of them. One got out and was shedding its skin. The other one stayed, and that was the end of the dream. Okay. And if you want to know my question, that's fine because it's it's very important to me. I know it is. Um, okay, give me just a second. And I don't even know if they were koi fish, but they were large, really. That's big. okay. The, I expected they were fat. Kind of ex- <laughs> they were fat. I, I kind of expected yeah. you to say orange because I kind of had an idea of where this was going. So they were orange. Okay. So. <clears throat> like pinkish red almost also. Mm-hmm. Pinkish red. Orangey, pinkish red. Okay. Interesting. So what I do when I go into a dream, I'm going to consider all aspects, um, emotions, color, objects. Uh, the water is a universal symbol. The fish is universal. Um, the orange tells me what part of the body, and then I go into colors, numerology, anything I have to squeeze some information out of this for you, I'm going to use it. So okay. where I want to begin is um, have you had a medical procedure um, done no. to hopefully correct a problem, I want to say, around um, the reproductive organs? No, no procedure. Okay. I'm pretty healthy, actually. Good. I okay. <laughs> I hope. Mm-hmm. The swimming pool. Let's start there. So you have the swimming pool, and it was small, which would be um, kind of containing your emotions and trying to keep your emotions in check with regard to the situation. And it wouldn't be very comfortable to kind of squeeze in there. So you reach down and you touch the water and it's warm. And that, it tells me body temperature and your comfort zone, a lot of comfort here. Comfort zone, level of comfort, and what you are okay with, with processing. So we have the temperature and then the two big fish. Two being partnership. And the fish is actually a very uh, interesting symbol. It's a symbol of faith and spirituality. It can also uh, refer to the sign of Pisces, and there are two fish here. Mm-hmm. Do you happen to be a Pisces? No. Okay. I'm an Aquarian. Just, 
Mm-hmm. And that works with the water. Um, and it, depending on how you look at it and what they're doing, that will tell you um, a lot of what's going on. So they are orange, and that correlates to the second chakra. Are you familiar with the chakras? Yes, in a way. Okay. I am, yeah. Okay. So the second chakra being the um, chakra having to do with um, sex and reproduction, but also creativity. Orange is the color of creativity. So once you get a good look at them, and they're a good size for being in a small pool, but one gets out and now it's on the ground, which says to me that one aspect of you, say the mental aspect, the intellectual mind, you have your feet on the ground. You have a pretty good handle on the situation. Emotionally, part of you is still immersed in the emotional ramifications as to how it's going to work out and how it might pertain to your health. And I get a feeling of fertility, either wanting to have a baby or wondering if you will or if you can. Does that strike a chord on any level? Actually, the question I had before I went to bed was, am I going through menopause? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I know, I, you know, that's a kind of strange question, but you said that nothing is strange. And these dreams, no. you know, are very... No. And it's very that... important to me because doctors don't even check for that anymore, and so I'm having a hard time. Okay. And I don't have any symptoms but I just have this funny feeling, and so I asked my body before I went to bed, am, am I going through that? You know, am I having a change of life? I would venture to say that you're at the beginning stages, and this is why I say it. If you can visualize the dream, you touch the water, and water is life-giving, right? You have mm-hmm. the pool, you have the water, and think in terms of metaphor, you have the uterus. Um, and at first, I was thinking uterus and fallopian tubes. I thought the fish were going to represent fallopian tubes, and I thought to ask you if you had had one removed. But in seeing that the fish are now shedding their skin, that tells you yeah. that something is being left behind. Yeah, and it was just that one fish, but the other one stayed in, and so that's the thing that I questioned right. in the dream. And, and what that, does that tells mean? That tells me beginning stages because the two, you know, being a woman, that is such an, an probably the, the biggest part of being a woman is the ability to create a life, give life, and this process that we've become so accustomed to from a young age, and then for all that to change and all the changes that take place as a result, it's very different, you know, and... Mm-hmm. It's it's difficult to process on an emotional level, an intellectual level, and then there are the physical ramifications. But now you have the two together, which says to me that cohesive aspect, I am a woman and this is what my body does, and then one gets out and starts shedding its skin, which is a process of letting go of the old, right? Okay. But it's still vibrant. When, when a fish sheds, did it look... Um, messy after the shedding or did it look like you know how a snake will have a a nice glisten to it what was the condition of the fish after it shed i actually didn't feel anything negative it's almost as though the fish wanted to get out of that water and i in my dream i figured oh well the water the water is too warm for that fish 
for that particular fish, but it wasn't for the other one. And mm-hmm. it just it just got out and stayed there, you know, um, how mm-hmm. some people, they have the ground, and it just got out and just lied there, and it was shedding, and it wasn't dying or anything. It just wanted to get out. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So it's not... It's not so much death, but it is letting go of the old. And earlier in the interpretation, I mentioned body temperature. Yeah. And there are the hot flashes. Oh. <laughs> okay. See how it all ties together? You have the container, equate yeah. that with the uterus. You have the water, which is life-giving. You have the two, which is something you're so used to, and it's a part of you, but now there's a separation taking place. You have the orange, which is creativity and the sexual organs again, and the reproductive organs. Um, then you also mentioned there was like a pinkish red hue to it. Pink is self-love. Red is survival. So in your subconscious mind, there's kind of like an identity crisis. Who am I? Who will I be after this change is complete? Am I even in it in the first place? And this tells me, yes, you're at the beginning, but that it's not the end of the world and that you'll be okay, but this is how your mind is processing the physical change with the images of the water and the emotional aspects and then trying to get you to relax and let go and allow what needs to occur to occur. Because if you resist it, you're going to be very unhappy, you know? Yeah, actually, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, I don't know good. why. I'm really, I, I do, I want this to happen it's it's a weird thing it's just well i feel more liberated than ever before in my life well i can tell you the freedom is exquisite (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want i mean i it's all about freedom and it's you know i Mm -hmm. i appreciate everything that has happened in my life up till now you know the bodily processes but i'm actually looking forward to change Good. I want it to go very well. Well, this tells me that it's going just as it should. Not, it's not like um, you would have seen a different behavior if the process would be emotionally jarring, like something would have upset you. But this is just the the only thing that was weird, so to speak, quote unquote, is when the fish jumped out of the water. You know, and and at some point you (laughs) might feel like a fish out of water, like okay, how do I operate now? But everything, the body knows what it's doing. It has so much intelligence that I trust my body to know what it's doing in all cases. For instance, um, at one point in my early 20s, I ended a relationship and I didn't want to. And I was heavily invested in the relationship. And my body's response when I finally let go and ended the relationship was for my uterus to do its thing for a month straight. And I... And at first I was like, oh, God, is something wrong? But then I just really, like you asked your body, I did that. And I said, is this okay? And the response I got was because my mind let go, that creative force in me also let go, and the body responds to the mind. So if you're looking forward to this with a positive outlook and a gratitude for the freedom, then that's going to make this process match that and that's more likely what you'll experience because I really um, didn't have a lot of trouble. Like, so I hear people waking up in the middle of the night and with the frozen bag of peas. I've never had to do that. Yeah. I would feel a, a, 
a shift in my body temperature, but I basically just kind of moved, I breathed into it and said, this is okay, it's temporary, my body will regulate itself, and this will not be a difficult process for me because I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want that. I didn't want to complain like other people. So oh, yeah. I would say, yes, you're at the beginning stages. And okay. then, of course, you want to consult your physician, your doctor, to be sure that everything is okay. But this is really pretty cool, isn't it? Yes. And that dream, that, uh, well, the fish that, that got out of the water, um, I was there immediately to kind of see what was going on and I felt like I was nursing it in a way because I was watching it and it was okay. So and that's and that's kind of you know you being you in the dream, and almost representing your higher self, your wiser self, and the nurturing side of you. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do for yourself, or that is what you are already doing for yourself. Does that okay. make sense? That nurturing is right there. Like it's okay, I can help, and that's yeah. your that's your mind's way of processing something that's happening happening on a deeper level. But we have to be unified mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I call them PEMS levels. And you're doing that. So you're fine. Oh, wonderful. That that was a very healing dream to me. And I, I just wanted to make sure and speak with you to see if that was really true, that that was the answer. Because um, I'm not a dream interpreter. So you gave me the answer. So thank you. I'm, I'm glad I was able to help and um, take good care of yourself. Enjoy your freedom. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'll put you on hold so you can continue to listen. Okay, thank you. Okay, and if you'd like, tune in each week. You might have another dream I can help you out. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> sure. Excellent. Well, that was interesting, and now I'll be going to area code 817, bringing you live on the air. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're quite welcome. How do you like the show so far? I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's really helping me. I'm thinking maybe I could, you know, I got information about, you know, my dream, <laughs> trying to interpret it myself. But uh, I wanted to talk to you to see if I was on track. Okay. Let's do it. What was the dream? It's, it's basically a very basic. It was just last night, and um, it was right before I um. I woke up this morning. I remember walking through a place where um, it was very bright and sunny, and um, I was I was smiling. I can feel okay. myself smiling. I was happy, and um, I saw that I had a white coat on as a doctor. And as soon as I saw the coat on me, and it it, it was saying you're a doctor, and um, I could see people. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice just in my head, basically saying. Um, you are going to go to Forest, Forest California, Forest Hill, or Forest somewhere, California, to dental school. And I, I woke up, and my conscious mind is like, "No way, you know." What the? I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "No, I'm not going." But it was so. Um, I can really feel the brightness. I was so happy, and. Um, you know, I felt good and confident, and I can see my shoulders. I, for some reason, my shoulders, I keep seeing myself, like my shoulders were square, confident. Yes. And, I, you know, I was very happy, smiling, you know, at everyone, and just joyful from within. Okay. And I can, yeah, feel the bright light, you know, sunshine. 
I'm coming through the windows of the building, whatever building I was in, and I just heard a, no one say it but a voice in my head telling me, Forest, um, California, it was Forest something, California, mm-hmm. a dental school. You're a doctor, you know, and I yeah. said, okay. And um, I, I woke up and my conscious mind challenged it right away. Absolutely, because with symbology, you see one thing, but it's representing an aspect of your mind or your emotions right. or, or an aspect of yourself that, um, because in your conscious mind, you're not thinking of going to California or dental school, right? Exactly. I was, I, I was basically really um, trying to figure out a new career for a while yeah. now. I know. Um, for a long time now. and um, But last night I didn't go to sleep with that on my heart, you know. Right. No, but what's in your subconscious mind or in your soul is trying to tell you where you're headed. So let me tell you where you're headed, okay? Okay. You're a healer. Yeah. <laughs> you're a healer, obviously. Okay, so you're walking through a place. Now, you you mentioned a bill. Two, two clarifying questions I have for you that will help me with the thoroughness. Um, of okay. it, but I, I already got it. It's great. I love this dream. And the building, can you describe the building? Was it large, small, dark, dim, bright? Well, well I, can, I couldn't see the building. I, I felt it was large and bright, like, a, you know, commercial and big windows, you know, where you have to have someone come and clean them because they're so high up. Yes. Um, and... I just felt like an open space, almost like being in a university, you know, a large campus. Uh, it was a building. It didn't feel like a dental office. It just felt like educational right. doctor you're, or hospital type you're of gonna, feeling. You're going to love when I get to the dental part, okay? But, okay, okay so and very important is the beginning of the dream where it kind of sets up the situation. There, it comes in three parts. The beginning of the dream presents the situation. The middle of the dream kind of describes how you're handling it. The end of the dream gives you the advice, okay? Mm-hmm. Kind of okay. gives you the answer that will bring you peace. And mm-hmm. you're off to a good start. Now you're walking, so walking yeah. is you're in pause mode, which means you're not actively heading off in any one direction as if you were driving in a car or on a train. You're, you're not actively pursuing or running. Does right. that make sense? Okay, yes. so that's pause mode. You're, you, there's a decision that needs to be made. So you're walking mm-hmm. through this place. It has a feeling like a university, which means you're going to be growing and learning and expanding in consciousness and awareness. Make sense? Makes sense. Okay, school of life. So you're on a campus, and, and whatever happens on a campus is also happening within our psyche and our growth and our purpose in our life. It is bright and sunny, which means you are very conscious about what's happening, as opposed to if it were nighttime, that shows lack of awareness of what's going on within you. So it's bright okay. and sunny, you're happy and you're joyful, which means you're at peace with wherever you end up. And you have a way of handling this. You have it, you have it down to where if a change occurs, you might have a mild concern about it and you like to make decisions. However, mm-hmm. you always ultimately sit back and say, I'm okay with whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that kind of describe your personality? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
So now we get to the white coat. Obviously, it's a doctor's coat. That told me healer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then there were people. Was it a large group of people, or did could you were you able to count real quick how many people were there? No, I couldn't. It wasn't. I couldn't see a large group of people, but I just. It's like I could feel everything. It's like my eyes were on the windows in the sunshine, but I could just feel the presence of people. Perfect. I love this. So we're going to demonstrate how everything ties together, like I said in the beginning, okay? Okay. So you can feel the people more than you can see them. Those were your spirit guides. Okay. And, And those were people coming in to assist you on this path. They're sending people to kind of lay the breadcrumbs to get you where your soul wants you to be and have present day you meet future you and be prepared for it now with that building and you're focused on the windows which is clarity tunity mm-hmm. similar to doors but kind of differently it's about spotting those opportunities we gaze through a window we observe we look at our surroundings but you're looking up and the building was a commercial building that tells me career okay okay all right so the people that you can feel they um kind of rally around you and then you hear a voice in your head which again there's i will tell you the whole time you're in this dream it's basically picture watching a movie on a big screen i actually got to see this and experience it for real those spirit guides are right behind you but they can project things so you feel people surrounding you which is support and then you hear Mm -hmm. the voice in your head and that's telling you you're going to Forest, California. So I would that's very specific. So I would recommend Googling anything with forest in the name in California and look for a spiritual center. Are you already a Reiki master or do you know what Reiki is? Where are you in the healing aspects of what people like me do? Um I'm I heard of uh, Reiki. I have not taken the class um, yet, um, I did look for here in the Metroplex, DFW, Dallas, and uh, they do offer the class at the university, oh. um, mm-hmm, at the university, mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to apply, um, uh, but family situations took over where I had to go back to Florida, you know, um, where my mother and everything is, so, right. um, it, it was very hard for me to focus in, you know, on this, um, the Reiki. So, yeah. uh, but the only thing that I do towards healing is I study um, Navelle Gardard, and and I know uh, through his teachings, uh, I kind of rebaptize situations that occur in other people's life, you know, that are negative, and I see I'm positive and I hold that imagery until a manifestation comes that, you know, changes the negative to the positive. So I kind of, that's the healing that I do, you know, like that way. I have not done the physical touching of people yet, but I, you know, I grew up in this, the holiness type church where they lay hands on people. So I kind of know that. I just don't do that. You know, I just do it through Does it feel a little weird to you to do that, being the facilitator of that type of energy? Oh, no. no, It doesn't feel weird in the way I grew up because I'm accustomed to it. Okay. But the Reiki is new, but it's the same. But if I yeah. do it to the people that I'm around, they'll go, what is that, Reiki, what? You know, they're more into the traditional, but it's the same thing to me. It is. Very. Okay. Yeah. Let me get to that dental part because this is really cool. I want to ask okay. uh, a clarifying question. Is your mother um, 
basically near the end of her life with us? No, not that I know of. She's no. okay? Okay. Just yeah. want to be sure, because I want to tell you what, this is, you didn't actually dream of teeth. You were told you're going to dental school and you're a doctor. So let's change doctor to healer. Okay. School for acquiring more information, knowledge, research, and teeth primarily are about breaking ideas down to assimilate, which is basically Mm -hmm. um, the gathering of information, breaking down, determining what fits you, what's palatable to you, and making a decision. They break them down, okay? They also represent letting go. So I needed to clarify about your mom because... I want to rule out certain things, and I want to rule out that it's not a letting go situation where you have to let her go, right? Well, I had but, said that the night before. I said, I'm going to let go of my mom because um, she's in a, involved in a situation where, you know, she allows someone to use her, okay. and she can't disconnect from that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you she have feels to obligated go. to them. And okay. she, no matter what I say, I end up being the bad person for telling her not to help them because they're they're playing a game with her, yes. <laughs> you know, once again. And mm-hmm. so I can't, you know, so I just told, I was saying to everyone, I'm done. I'm totally done. I'm done. I'm done. It's because, you know, it's draining me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's what I said before I went to bed. <laughs> but, there's, but there's a part of you that's holding on because it feels like mission unaccomplished. Yeah, and because so, I'm the only child. So okay. I feel, you know, Totally obligated. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the teeth in the dental school, which is learning how to assimilate, break things down, let go, and and you can't eat her food for her and nurture her. You know, you can only right. eat what what nurtures your soul and process that for you. So, in order to heal her, because you're not going to change anything outside of yourself, you know that. Mm-hmm. And you can neither steal her lessons away from her and prevent her from fulfilling right. a contract that she wrote, because obviously right. this is a karmic relationship, because they are playing games with her, they're taking advantage. And as long as she allows them to, there's some kind of karmic ballet playing out. Make sense? Yes. And I think okay. my mom knows it. I can hear the shift in her voice, um, you know, this morning, and today's her birthday. And I could, she knows I, she knows that I'm telling the truth, tells me, get back, you know, it's me, let me do it. But let she, me. yeah, she knows I'm telling the truth, though. It, I can feel it in her, you know, she's, but it, I and can't wrap my head around it, you know, I, but, I just and let and it she go. Trusts, she does trust your opinion. You've been mm-hmm. there for her over and mm-hmm. over and over through the years. It's like um, playing the role of husband sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and helping her in, in such a, a thorough way, you're so close, and um, soul at soul level, you're so close that you've been there for her lifetime after lifetime. And this is the one where you kind of got to pull the tooth, you know, and say, I will bless her and allow her to have her own life experience because mm-hmm. she feels obligated and responsible. The same way you feel towards her, she feels towards that person. She feels that this is helping her overcome some regrets like she has some kind of regrets in her mind this is what i'm feeling i'm not taking this from the dream now i'm kind of in your mom's head 
And mm-hmm. that's another interesting thing that happens when I do this is I have a weird knack for getting into people's heads. So what mm-hmm. I feel is I know that this isn't practical and it doesn't make a lot of sense on the surface, but deep down I feel like I'm paying a debt either to society, to the family, to God, by helping this person, even though she knows she's being played. Yeah, yeah. she's a missionary, my mom, in the ah. church, um, Church of God in Christ, and she feels that she this is her duty to God to, um, this is what her service is, back to the yeah. Father, is to be forgiving and being there, and her mother um, this is her baby sister she feels obligated to, and her mom passed on trying to help her, and she feels like, she goes, Mama wouldn't want us to do that. Mama would want me to do that. Mama, Mama, you know, it's like, yes. that's what I'll, you know. And I think that's so weird. You know, I've always thought it was weird. Even as a child, I thought that was weird. It is weird. You know. And, and you're extremely yeah. sensitive, and you can see inside the situation, you have a unique vision where you feel it first. And then, right. and you break down the outside. So you obviously you can feel the manipulation going on, and she's using guilt to get your mom to do what she wants her to do. However, with regard to your mom, and if you want to make a last ditch effort and make one simple statement and then walk away, okay? Because mm-hmm. they are sisters, and they they have their contract as well, and it's going to play out for the betterment of their souls. It just depends on the decisions that are made on your mom's part. But what you can possibly drop in to her mind and then walk away without looking for a reaction or or to see the outcome, which is very important in Mm -hmm. the process of letting go and not having any expectations as to what she will do with the information. However, what she might need to hear is, yes, we all want to pay, we all want to, you know, give back to God for our blessings and the talents that he had chose for us and hope that we're making him proud and using those correctly and to our fullest ability. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I learned that was very hard for me to learn because I was a giver like that, helping everybody around me, people moving in and out of my home, I give you clothes, money, food. I thought that was the way it should be and that, that defined a giving, loving person. What I learned mm-hmm. was you cross a threshold into self-sacrifice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I and I learned further as I as I kind of descended down the staircase into this very tough lesson about the people around me, which was family. Mm-hmm. That when God gives you something, and you say, "Oh, look at this! I'm blessed. I am so blessed with this." But you know what? Mm-hmm. And you look over and you say, "This person needs it more than I do," and you take it and you give it to someone else. In effect, at a very subtle level, what you're saying is, I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy. So I'm reassigning yes. I'm reassigning it to them in the hopes that God will be proud of me. And what we're basically right. saying is, you're not worthy of the blessing God chose for you. Mm-hmm. And I understand the mission of being a missionary and helping, but it crosses the line when you are constantly folding yourself up and bending over backwards and allowing someone to take advantage, even though you know what's happening. There's nothing spiritual about being a doormat. 
Exactly, and that's spiritual. I tried mm-hmm. to tell her that, and I experienced it. I had to break the chain a year or two years ago. I went through breaking that um, cycle in my life, and I tried to get my mom, but um, she's not too. there, and I had to respect. You know, I can't push her. No one pushed me into breaking the chain. And but this particular sister is her name is um, Teresa, but she's um, very vicious. Yeah, I know. She's very vicious. She's not a nice person. She's like my at, little at sister. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not a nice person, and, and that's what? where I get the anxiety. And I told her I have to let go because I can't watch it because she's very vicious. She's yes. very vicious. I, not a, I, try to, yeah. I try to be extremely respectful. I have a, a terror of hurting people's feelings or being rude. I don't like rudeness. I don't care if someone is aiming a gun at me. Just don't be rude to me. You know what I mean? And I don't want to. I yes. don't like rudeness. So I'm not going to talk about your family members, but I, I got the vibe just to let you know about the dynamic between them two and how mm-hmm. destructive it is. The girl is like a gale force wind. She's like a force of nature when she gets angry. And it's like the yes. Tasmanian devil. And That's what we used to call her. Uh-huh. Everything in her path. She's destructive. She's inflammatory. She likes to inflame. Damn, she's reminding me of my sister. She likes to, if she can't get your goat, she has like a princess complex. If you're not doing yes. it for her, you don't love me. If you That's love her. me, you'll do for me. And that's what I call, yes. I little phrases and pet names to things. I call that a princess complex. And I noticed this in people who, once I saw this sparkle in this one person's eye, she was an ex-best friend. And then mm-hmm. she attempted suicide. And, of course, it was all my fault. I was a terrible friend. I didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. even though oh I knew God. I had you, you sound like twins. That's what my best friend was like. She just recently passed away because mm-hmm. she did like three surgeries at once, and she had sickle cell, and she shouldn't have done that, and she died. And um, she was the same way. She blamed me for everything, and I did nothing. I, did, I wasn't even around her. I had to let her go a year or two before she died um, and, you know, Aww. just be friends with long-handled spoon. And she, yes. she you know, she, she left here as soon as I stopped giving her my advice. You know, she would, you know. She would she go first and do better, but she would blame me anything go wrong, you know. Absolutely. Okay. okay, this is very good because I'm going to use the example of this friend to help you heal your mother, okay? Okay. Oh, and, it, and it doesn't mean you have to be in the room with either one of them. So, of course, you know you're going to have to go back and forgive the friend with whom yeah. you had a contract. And like I say many times, you will forgive many things in this lifetime, many, many things. You Mm -hmm. must forgive her for being the one to make you learn this. Because now that you've learned it, you can now apply it to your mother and have this domino effect of healing and forgiveness. So going back to the friend and pointing the finger and the blame, and um, then you had to let her go. And she kind of slipped away after you did that, right? Yeah, she slipped right away. It's because between the chakras, we all have a a chakra alignment with the other people in our lives. You're attached to all of your mother's chakras. This is a a deep relationship. But with the friend, you have the heart chakra. You have the solar plexus chakra, which is personal power, decision-making. The dynamic of the relationship is, is strongly set in this area. And this one likes to try to overpower you. But you're pretty mm-hmm. secure in your own skin. You're comfortable in your own skin. And you would push back and say, I love you, but you're not doing this. You know, you're, you're pushing my patience. 
be on right. the line. And mm-hmm. now I'm gonna now I'm gonna stand up and it's like when you stand up tall, you stand up tall. And mm-hmm. everybody goes everybody says, Pardon my French, oh shit. I better shut up yeah. now or I and I better mm-hmm. back away because it takes a while for you to get there. But once you yes, get there, does. they know you're not playing and they back up and they stop their game. Yes. So Exactly. That's on, me. from if if from an energetic standpoint, if if I if do you mind if I break this down energetically since you're heading into the healing arena anyway? Go ahead. I love it. Thank and, you. I'm And, I, I'm and I'd love to you. recommend a book for you that will help you start to really let all this information gel as you move forward. So when we okay. disconnect from somebody, there are etheric strings going from our chakras to theirs. So picture okay. a string going from your the center of your chest. The heart center mm-hmm. is green. Mm-hmm. And then okay. it extends outward to your friend's heart, heart center in the middle of her chest. Mm-hmm. And she siphons energy out of you through this string. Yes. Yes, okay? she did. Mm-hmm. And then when you were fed up or when you got the lesson and were no longer self-sacrificing and stood in self-love, turning mm-hmm. that green into pink, okay, you snip mm-hmm. the string, like say with a, mm-hmm. a magical golden pair of scissors, scissors, you snip that string and it goes back to her from where it originated and yours goes backward into you where it originated and you did not give her a chance to reconnect that little hook into you to siphon more energy. You put a stop to it. Now, yeah, I wouldn't reconnect. You're right. Mm-hmm, the energy mm-hmm. that we give to people, the heart sensor has to process like a, a car will process gasoline. Okay? Mm-hmm. But too much energy. Suppose, suppose you had low self-esteem and you meet this wonderful man and he's showering you with gifts and attention and affection and you're not used to that. That mm-hmm. is kind of... That, I want to start with the opposite and go to what's actually happening between you and your friend. That's like putting diesel fuel in a car. It's too mm. much. You can't process right. it. You're like, oh, God, let me get away from this. Okay. In a similar way, when you stop putting gasoline in her car, mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to do. She can't feel your energy anymore. So the Exactly. Either they either react violently and start blaming you and this is your fault and you did this and you ruined our friendship or they simply go away. And that's what she did. She she left her body and as soon as she left her body and I got the phone call, she passed. Yeah. I saw she came immediately in a dream and she I said, Where are you, Kim? What she, she goes, I don't she goes, I don't know. She was like at a payphone and looked like an airport, you know, after you pass T S A and all yeah. these people were arriving and these people with clipboards were getting them orders to go other places. And I said, you know, you left her the same day my grandmother Regina died. And she goes, I, she said, I know. I said, did you see her? And she goes, no, I can't see her. I don't see her. And she was looking around. And it's like I, could, I was hovering over her and I could see her. And then I, wo- I woke up. But I knew I, I said that same wording. I said, I cancel any contract that I signed in the spirit realm with her. I don't want okay. this anymore. And I bless her on her journey, and I send her off with love. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that that means she's going to go on her life and and live. I live my life, you know, like separate. I never thought she would exit, you know, physically. Yeah. But I knew I was feeding her, and I and you know every time I would get a job, I would lose a job. And she prided herself off having a job and me not having one. So if I got a job, she would hover around me. It, it almost as if I can feel her piercing through the phone looking at me. 
yeah, she didn't want you making more money than her. She didn't want you having a lifestyle more lavish than she had. Mm-hmm. Um, it was as long as you were kind of uh, at a lower peg in the ladder than her, she felt good about herself, which is nonsense. That is not a friend. Um, and yet you had this strong bond with her. But I want to go back to the dental school. Do you remember I said, is your mother at the end of her life? Yes. And now, and then as a natural progression in the conversation, your friend becomes a focal point in the conversation, and she actually did pass away. Yes. There's more of the teeth reference, because the Italians believe, primarily the Italians, but other cultures as well, they feel that when you dream of teeth, and you didn't specifically see teeth falling out, you were attending something where you learn how to fix teeth, right? Right. But I want to bring this up to make the segment thorough for anybody listening and and also for your understanding of the totality of how impactful this dream is. As simple as it may seem, this is rich with symbology and lessons, okay? So the Italians believe that when you dream about teeth, someone's going to die. Mm -hmm. I disagree, I change the dialogue, and in my articles and essays, I say, if you dream of teeth, there's a lesson to be learned, and there's something you need to let go of. I mm-hmm. had a, a major teeth dream. Of, there was this butcher of a dentist um, totally messing up my mouth, but it was after someone close to me died. So that tells me that I wasn't processing the death well at all and felt like, he was ripped out of my life the way my teeth were being ripped. And with the gums, the function of the gums is they hold on to your teeth so that the right. teeth can break things down. And then, so you have that symbology. But you're in the process of fixing what goes wrong in the dynamics of our relationships. You canceled your contract. You, washed your, you were washing your hands like, mm-mm, I'm done. And... She slipped away, but came to you immediately. And the specifics of that visit, that wasn't a dream, that's an actual visit. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best ones I've ever heard, where actually she didn't know because she was kind of in limbo because she couldn't believe what happened to her. And her negativity is holding her back from absorbing back into source. Now, I know she's being watched, and since then, they've come and collected her and brought her to where she needs to be to decompress. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody gets there in the allotted time, they, they kind of, but wait a minute, they have attachments, and she didn't want to believe it. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, get to see my mother's arrival after she passed. Wow. And um, freaky, oh, my God, but I made a promise. After the one died, which was my boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and as I spent so much time trying to prevent that from happening, and he wouldn't believe yeah. me, and then he died anyway the minute I turned my back. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, it felt like my soul was ripped in half, and I said, nothing will ever hurt me like this again, except I the death the of my mother. I said the same thing. Oh, my yeah. God. I, oh, my God. It's so, like you're, my, oh, my goodness. We're like I said the energetic same twins, you and me. Yes. So it's very important yes. that we connect, and if, you, if you're if you okay, I'll write down your phone number and um, get in touch with you. If, if I can help you in any way, I'm happy to do it. Please. Thank um, you. What is your name? <laughs> I think I'm I don't Crystal. even know your name, and I'm telling you. <laughs> My name is Crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. Mm-hmm. Per- perfect name for a healer, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> What's your middle name? <laughs> My middle name is my maiden name, which was Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N. Okay. But it was, was Michelle. Mm-hmm. Michelle. Okay. 
But, but anyway, I, I made a promise after he died that when it came time for my mother to die, I didn't trust anybody. And this was said out of anger and bitterness, mm-hmm. um, even even towards God, you know, which, of course, I repented, of course. But I said, um crossing her over. I will take her to the bridge. I don't trust any of you people. I knew it was going to happen. You didn't warn me, although I did get a warning. I was crying, and I picked up Mm -hmm. the phone to call him and tell him to come over here. I needed him when I was trying to make him stop doing things that he was doing and straighten out his life and grow up because I wanted to get married, and I wanted to have two kids by the age of 28, and you were messing up my plan. So I played hardball. So I picked up the phone. And I was just so upset. It was about a work situation. And I hear a voice really loud in my right ear, and it said, what are you going to do? Run to him for the rest of your life? Wow. And I said, no, I, I guess not. I don't want to mm. do that. And I hung up the phone, and I didn't leave a message, and he was gone five hours later. And that was a little too close for comfort for me. It, it was pretty right. trippy. So I said, I want to cross my mother over. So my mother passes away, which was probably the most beautiful experience of my life because I was in a state of acceptance when it mm-hmm. happened. I wasn't struggling or resisting or trying to keep her here. Right. So it was, it was a peaceful event for me, and I wish this for everybody. Um, but I, I did have forewarning, and I, I did my crying two months before I let go. I did all that, all that I know how to do. And right. then when it came, I needed to be strong to hold the family unit together with my siblings. And then exactly. a few minutes after she passed, uh, I'm looking at her, and I just it was freaky. I got to watch her chakras close and release her spirit. And I'm looking at her, and I'm going, wow, she's really not in there. That's <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And then I'm looking at her, and I'm going, so then where is she? Yeah. <gasps> I promised in 1994 that I would go with her. And with that intensity of intention, I put my head down on my hands. And out I went, and I got to see her. And and I'll, I'll share the, the personal details of that with you privately. But wow. they weren't they wouldn't allow me to stay. But I know she got there safely. And I was yelling at them. I'm like, no, it's too loud because there were so many people there to greet her. And I was like, no, she doesn't like loud noises. You're confusing her. And and my guide, his name is um, Ezekiel. Um, in addition to Jesus, I have four additional spirit guides. So Zeke steps in front of me, and he's got a white goatee. And he steps mm-hmm. up and crosses his arms and goes, where are you going, Char? I was like, that's my mom. I have to help her. I'm the only one who can help her. And he says, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure we've all got this. No. Wow. That's my mom. And I, and I became very arrogant and stubborn and said, no, I want to mm-hmm. help her. They're being too loud, and she'll, I can help her. I can do this. And he goes, no, you have a job to do. You need to go back. So I don't, right. I don't want to go. I want. I want to make sure she's comfortable, and then I'll let go, and, and I'll go back. And he says, "No, you'll go back right now, and remember, no guilt." And slam me in the center of my chest and threw me right back into my body. Wow! And this is way more than I expected to share, but it's coming out freely. So, um, but I want to put a lid on it, but just to say that this is it, our our relationships and our contracts with people are so important, and the promises we make. And dissolving a contract and the conscious decision to do that. And these are just some of the possibilities that all of us can aspire to. Um, it took me 30 years to get to a point where I could actually do that and, and make a conscious decision to have an out-of-body experience. And I'm thankful, of, obviously, for the blessing of having the chance to witness that. But he said, you know, 
you do, you have a job to do, and I take that seriously. And um, exactly, did my, did my best. I felt like maybe I signed a contract um, out of ignorance um, because it wasn't it was a betrayal to myself, and so everyone I was attracting to my life I noticed were betraying me, even though I was being so nice to them, and I would attract these same people with different faces. So I had more people in my life that were just takers, taker, takers. Yes. And basically my mom is that type of person with me. It's like she's a little bully too. But I love her because she's my mom, and I'm from yes. the South, you know. I was yes. indoctrinated into that, accepting it. But as I've gotten farther away, I've learned that self-love is what I sung in um, fifth grade on a stage. Your the greatest solo? love of all is learning there to you love go. yourself. Was that your first solo? That was my first solo. I had yes. no idea that was a message to me you know what, in my you know past. What my, you know what my first solo was? What? Carol of the Questioning Child. Um, I haven't heard word, I'm going to look that up. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I was terrified, and the words were, where was Jesus born today, in the morning, in the morning? And then the choir answered, in a manger, born today, in the morning, in the morning. And I went on to ask more questions, and the choir would answer it, right? Right. Guess when my birthday is. When? The 25th? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I oh was so terrified. I was 12 years old. 12. Mm-hmm. A number that runs yes. rampant through the Bible, right? Yes. And they and they're and they're like, okay, your solo is tonight, and you, it better be good, Spicer, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I'm so tiny, I'm so petite, and everything looks so big and intimidating, and I'm in front of a thousand people, and I have to sing, and it better be good, right? Right. And I stood up to the microphone, and my face was green because I had a sinus infection. I was so scared. And I hear this voice, and it said, Charlotte, can you hear me? And I, in my mind, I said, yes, good. I have my arms around you. Can you feel my arms? Yes. He says, good. Now let go and sing and I did I didn't even remember this so I was like in my third when I started connecting the dots and you look at your life and see how one thing led to the next Mm. and it's so profound and that's one of my favorite um, experiences I have so many but that's one of my favorite and I was like I was was 12 years old for crying out loud but look at this song the words in the song my birthday my connection to Jesus and now what I'm doing today But anyway, I want to kind of get back to, you know, um, I wanted to tell you about healing your mom. And the best thing you can do for your mom is to do it from an energetic level because verbal isn't going to work. She puts up the block. She thinks you're trying to make her, she thinks you're trying to make her do something she doesn't want to do and push her around. She's very Mm -hmm. strong-minded, wants to make her own decisions, right or wrong, and then you are this little voice of reason that should, that wasn't always appreciated, even though you were dead right every time. Mm-hmm. Just, kid, would you shut up? You're the child, I'm the parent. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and they become resentful, and then we, you're an only child, I'm the middle, but we put our, we, we're in this position where we're the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Being the voice of reason when people don't want to hear it, and that makes us try even harder to save them and be all everything to them, and not mm-hmm. knowing that we're creating a platform of resentment because yes. um, they feel judged and they 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 don't feel the way we expect them to feel. 
when mm-hmm. we when we do things to help them, whether it's pick up these great dishes I found and I thought you'd like them, so I got you a set too. And well, who do you think you? It comes out with who do you think you are? But yes, sir. And and you get it, but who who we think we are gets a little convoluted when we feel that it's our job to save everybody. Right. We we will get our assignments as it's it's on a need to know basis. We'll get right. our assignments. People will walk up to us. We'll connect randomly. It all seems random and disconnected, and there is nothing random about it. But when we hang on and cling to this mission, because you have a mission that in this lifetime, okay, you're going to play the daughter, she's going to play the mom, mm-hmm. and you're going to make things right. But there was a, an additional dynamic that you both had to learn, and mostly you. And it's about yeah. letting people be who they are and letting that be okay. That's what I've learned lately, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And, and know that I'm that's right okay. there now. So now yes. you can bless your mom. Send her light, surround her in light, surround yourself in light. Disconnect any kind of dysfunctional threads that are in between, between the solar plexus or between the second chakra because she gave you life. Yes, And there's did. really tight, tight bond there. And, you know, with the heart, and you can disconnect any dysfunctional strings and set up a new string of just love and acceptance and peace. Okay. Because... Sure will. Because of the law of energy, she will have no choice but to feel that. Yes, she knows I love her. I love her. She does. Mm -hmm. But she'll feel this at soul level. Okay. You don't have to argue with the personality or or the consciousness behind the eyes and in the body. You can do this Mm -hmm. work at soul level and get more of that contract fulfilled without having any to, to... Why terminate a contract early if you still got some time on it? Fulfill it. Go ahead. You know, I am. But. I love her so much. She's mm-hmm. anytime she gets in pain, she screams. If she's sick, I hear. I see it in a dream before it happens. I can see it. It's like I see it. It's like yeah. I see everything. So yeah. I'm a. I'm so grateful to God for that because I felt special. <laughs> you know that God allowed me to see it in a dream before, and you know anything happens, He shows me, I, and I. I'm grateful. I'm I, so grateful. I, I get what you mean about the special part. It, it, it's a chance to feel good about yourself, right? Yeah, I feel like I'm spe- I know I'm not special, like I'm the only one he does that too, but it feels so special. And it's such a great feeling to know that um, I feel like she's taken care of, period. Yeah. Like she's it, washed over. Absolutely. So, and it reaffirms your connection and your relationship with God yes, that you are, yes, that you are valued. That mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I get. And I'm. Hmm. Multifaceted. Yes, I love it. There's so never any, I'm gonna, any you know, purpose. get from that. Yes, I'm trying to get from that negative energy with, you know, her sister, because I, you know, I just learned that through my friend, I have to stand up. You know, that's not self love, and I feel like my mom is not loving herself, because I used to be just like my mom, and I, and I'm seeing that she's not loving herself, and I wish she would stand up, but I can't push her. And also other family members are starting to stand up and love themselves, too. Um, all the women in the family. So let it They're be a chain reaction. They're cutting people off that were not good. Mm-hmm. Right. Let it be a chain reaction. Yeah, but, that's you know, what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because that's the way energy works. When you change inside of you, the people around you respond in kind. 
to varying degrees. Yeah. Your mom's sister isn't going to make some major leap and bound. This is a tough hand of cards she's been dealt to have a personality like that. That's very difficult. Imagine how lonely it is inside her head, you know? Yeah, so it's, it, it and, is and very difficult. The rest of us, she was also born an innocent baby. People don't choose mm-hmm. to turn out this way. There's a chain reaction from one choice and reaction to a situation to the next choice and the next, and then it creates layers of negativity in the personality, and they become very difficult people. And it's, and it's impossible to change certain aspects because we're hardwired to be that way, but yeah. most of us figure out that we can modify our behavior to get a different result, and she sees no reason whatsoever to do that. None. She's been there since we were little kids. She used mm-hmm. to beat up on us really bad. We used to call her the Tasmanian devil. Oh, she was um, constantly very vicious with her words, physically yep. violent. And she is the smartest academically thing you would ever want to run across. Very academically um, smart as a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's everything she touched, is it tarnishes. Everything just crumbles. Um, she doesn't want it the right way. She wants to figure out. She, if she comes in, she wants to be the HR director. Yeah. She doesn't want to work in the office under you. She'll pretend that she wants to, but she's going to get close to whoever has the power and get the power out of your hands. Yeah. She's going mm-hmm. to charming, and I call her a sociopath. Not to be mean, but that's what she, she displays is. like a sociopath. That is a sociopath, so. and, and it, it's all about power. I was, um, as soon as you said... When you were children, and I'm thinking, oh, God, what, what did they go through? And then you said it. And it was all about, didn't matter who it was, as long as she was overpowering them, she felt safe because she feels so powerless. Right. Because because of whatever hurt she endured. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you got hurt. I got hurt a lot, too. But I don't use that yeah. as, as a weapon against people. Exactly. That's what I you tell know? her all the time. So... I just, you know, I don't, I, don't, I really don't let my guard down around her. Because she's, she's actually pissed that you're an adult now and can argue back. Yes, yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. She's very angry. She wants, because she used to dominate me, and now she, um, she sneaks behind my back. She waited until I left Florida to do what she just did to my mom. And, and then, then she you called me first. Anyway. Mm-hmm. She called me first to tell me this lie. I said, have you talked to my mom? She said her son tried to commit suicide, and uh, he's in the Army, and his name is Sean, he, and he, she knows that my mom's his godmother, and even though that's his, her nephew. But she called me with a, a complete lie, and I felt like he was in on it too. And they got my mom to sit, fly her out there, pay for the ticket, and then my mom had to drive out there with her husband. And they got my mom's husband wrapped up. She didn't even want my mom to be involved. She wanted my mom's husband. She wants to live in my mom's neighborhood because my mom lives in a golf course community. So mm. she wants to do that. She wants to have total identity. She's really yeah. freaky. Yeah. Yes. I hear you. She really, and, and she tells my daughters, when your mother, your grandmother die, I'm gonna, um, all the money is going to go to my son and your mom. Why would you tell a child that? She does it behind my back. She's really crazy. And so I don't know how to take, I don't know if I should relocate and be physically in Florida um, with my mom because that's the only way she's going to stop. Because she's terrified of me because she knows I will snap, crack on the popper. And she knows it. In the spirit, 
and physically, so she knows I don't play with her. And yeah. she feels me roaming. When I talk to her, she can feel me going deeper in her past her words she's saying to me. And, right. and I go in her spirit, and I say, tell me the truth. And she tells me the truth. Hmm. She, Interesting. Kept, she doesn't have defense because I feel like I have the authority to do that because she's being evil. So I don't tolerate evil. That's the way right. I feel. Yeah. If she had good intentions, my mom can help her all day long. I wouldn't even care. As long as she's happy, I'm happy. But if you're doing it with, to, for, to be evil or malicious, then I step in and say, no, you can't harm my mom. That's robbing her. And right. she laughs. Her, I believe I can feel her and her son laughing. Huh. I just feel that they're laughing about yeah. my mom. But you know, the you hardest know. thing for me was at the end of my mom's life. I, I moved to Florida to get away. Mm-hmm. And start and start fresh and stop taking care of other people and live my own life and it was very hard uh, to just focus on me because I was so um, mm-hmm. saturated with take care of everybody around you and it becomes such a habit and it's very difficult to redesign who you are but at the end of her life that's who was taking care of her was the one like the one you're describing like I said it's just like my same exact. M.O., same personality, mm-hmm. same tactics, same uh, devious, uh, the lies, and, the, and oh, my God, the lies are never ending. And it mm-hmm. broke my heart that, that she was stuck with that. Mm-hmm. And, and and my mom, I, I, I told her, I said, you know, if you're meant to be here a while longer, you know, don't you want to be in a body that functions? I think you should do your therapy. She had a right. replacement. But, um, and she did her therapy, and I had to wait till everybody leaves the room, you know. And I said, yeah. and next thing you know, she's doing her therapy. She's up and walking around within days after major hip surgery and doing mm-hmm. great. And then, and then she moved into that one's home, and two months later was like, she I'm was out gone. of here, checking out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not staying here with this. And we all felt terrible. Mm-hmm. about it and then so that that was another aspect that when she passed away she's not suffering anymore mm-hmm. whether it's with her lungs or with the way she was being treated because what I overheard on that phone if I could have jumped on a plane right at that minute no that you know mm-mm, no and you see and what you just said exactly it's, it's like we're twins I swear I'm exactly what happened to my grandmother Exactly. Yeah. I'm afraid of what I'll do if I ever hear anything. Like, but she left, and I was, I was so happy for her peace that I have felt nothing but peace since then for her. But at mm-hmm. the same time, with, with with regard to you, and I'm having so much fun talking to you that you know we're, we're probably we're all over the place. I know people are listening. And I hope you're enjoying it. But with regard to your dream, and then it's saying you're going to forest something California. So I can add that forest is you know. Um, wisdom and strength and all aspects of self working together for your own growth. Does that make sense? Um, Whether it's a literal forest someplace, California, it could be, but it could also point to the symbology represented by trees and groups of them, um, growth, new ideas, um, thoughts of the unconscious mind, and just mm-hmm. play with that, seeing the forest for the trees. And this is true in this case to step back and see the forest for the trees, that you can't save your mom at every turn. So whether you make the decision to move there to be the shield, mm-hmm. even if it's against her will, that you be the shield, 
yeah. allow your life to <laughs> unfold and move in the direction that you need to move. And just just know that God is is in control and He's taking care of this. If you'll get a sign if it's meant for you to go in, but basically you're inserting yourself in the situation and doing what you I was pulled in. That's how I felt. Okay, yeah. but, I told but my mom. We, I said she called me first. You know to yeah. get me. She pulled me in first, and I told her, don't. Hmm? To rile you up. Yeah, she wanted me to be riled up, and um, my mom has high blood pressure, so she know I was. Uh, she wanted to baptize me in her way of her thinking, so I yeah. won't, you know, get too. I won't block her too much. So mm-hmm. if she can tell me what to think, then she can control me. She doesn't want me to think. Right. You see, so. She right. needed my permission to get to my mom energetically, you know what I mean, on yes. a certain level. So she Absolutely. was asking for permission to to misbehave because I'm blocking her in the spirit. I'm guarding my mom. So you can't mm-hmm. get to my mom unless you go through me spiritually. So mm-hmm. she had to get in my head and tell me what to think in right. order to, you know, move out the way so she can get to my mom. Right. That's That's what I felt, and I felt like... Maybe the forest, California, means I'm coming out of that forest by releasing my mom and going mm-hmm. into California, you know, the land of freedom and beauty and sunshiny and, yeah. you know, pursuing myself, you know, like, okay, well, I'm letting my mom go now. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. I can feel it. When I said I let, let my my best friend go, I felt it in my body for like a year. It was very hard, you yeah. know, um, but I knew I had to keep walking. And so I have to do the same with my mom. This is very difficult to let her have her own life. But I don't want to be like my mom because she's trying to save everybody too. So okay, and now I let go of my you mom. You, you have to be crystal and you have to be crystal clear. Right. Makes sense? Okay. I want to point out another aspect of the forest. I said, you know, when you, you can't see the forest for the trees, which right. basically means that um, – you're so caught up in the small details at the mm-hmm. expense of the overall perspective, right? Right. And the small details are these little battles mm-hmm. with the ant, right? Okay, so those that's where you're like you're in there, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna I can I can do this and you're doing um it's like a Neo in the Matrix, like you know, moving and maneuvering so quickly that you're blocking every shot and you're standing there being a shield for your mom. But right. what it also what it also points to or may indicate, which is obviously true in this case because I've been speaking with you for at, at length, is it's about one's situation and mm-hmm. a sense of duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would bet that forest is more figurative than literal, but California mm-hmm. being – so far away and mm-hmm. removed from the situation. Although, if you have plans to go to California, then that makes sense too. But it also I didn't have any plans. <laughs> okay, but but that idea of removes you from the situation and gives you distance, so that yes. you can see the whole big picture. And once, like me, when you get to get out and get away, get take a deep breath and really look at it, it's like, how did I even survive that situation? Yes. <laughs> I was always in the exactly. middle. Who's fighting with who? I'm the peacemaker. 
uh, I'm helping this one see the other side. I'm helping this one see their perspective. I'm talking all about the ego and Jesus. And then finally it was Charlotte, why don't you just shut up? <laughs> I was like, I'm not helping anybody here. I think I'll just Right, <laughs> yes, yes. And I did. And now uh, there's no drama in my life. There's no drama. There's you got to remember, sometimes it's just DNA. And once a lesson is learned and that contract is kind of fulfilled, you have every right to be happy and experience peace. Exactly. And that's what and, I'm going to do. And you got to let go. I'm letting go. That's what I said. i got to let go. And yeah. this little baby told me on the phone the other day, a little baby, uh, one of my friend's grandbabies, got on the phone, and she said, her name is Erin. And I said, how are you doing, Erin? I'm good. What's your name? I told her my name. And then she goes, close your mouth. I said, oh, my God. For some reason, I thought that was something beyond what, you know, she was just a little baby, like three yeah. years old. Uh-huh. I felt that was the spirit saying with the situation that's going on, just close your mouth. Just be quiet about it. 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 Yeah, you're chewing on it and chewing on it. Yes. And and it's not helping. Maybe it's helping. It's maybe not, not But it, but it's about you. Your life is about you. So. That's right. And right. then and then you can give yourself permission because I'm getting an image of an eagle for you. Mm-hmm. And in order to soar, the eagle first has to let go of the branch, like a family tree reference. And in order to soar. It can't. It can flap its wings, but as long as its talons are wrapped around that tree branch, that perch, right. not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it can't. You're right. It can't embody its own essence. You know. Right. That's uh, right. So much fun That's talking right. to you. Do you mind if I call you over the weekend or something? Uh, no problem. No problem. Yes, you can call me. Okay. I'm, I'm here. I have, I have a lot of appointments, but. Just to just to chat and say hello real quick, that would be really nice. I appreciate that. I really well, would appreciate that. Okay, cool. Well, you know, think about it. This is a, this is being recorded, so within okay. five minutes after the show, you could sit and listen to it, um, or maybe journal and talk to your have a nice talk with yourself through journaling. Yes. Okay. And and, and put some pieces into place, but absolutely look into those those. Um, facilities who could teach you healing and you start with okay. yourself healer heal thyself and then you exactly. can walk people right through this process and you'll be very good at it hands-on teaching others and people just coming to you for help you'll be okay, doing what I'm I doing sure. just in your own way okay okay i sure will right, thank you so much for your time so god bless welcome. you god bless in you ways, and I'm, thank you i'm gonna put you in hold i'm gonna put you on hold so you can listen but i'll talk to you soon. okay all right honey well, that was an amazing conversation. I'm going to area code 310, bringing you live on the air. Hi, this is Charlotte. How can I help you? Hi, uh, Charlene. I, um, my my wife uh, had a dream last night. I don't know if you can interpret it or not. Uh, but she had a dream sure. last night, and her dream was the fact that her body is all infected with cancer, and mm-hmm. she was uh, there was nothing anybody could do, and she was dying soon. And I'm wondering what you see of that. Did she tell you how the dream began? Obviously, this is the highlight, um, but it's very important to know how it begins and ends. Is she available to speak, or she doesn't? Is she feeling shy, or just not there? Um, no, she's here. Hang on one second. I'll, I'll let you talk to her. And also, too, a couple uh-huh. of days ago, I see I've been I've been struggling to find a job, and uh-huh. um, and this has been going on for seven years. And every time I get a job, something happens that I lose it, or I keep mm-hmm. going to 
I keep going to these interviews and I don't get the job thinking that I will. And yeah. uh, but the other day I had a dream, like because I owe my mechanic like 50, uh, almost two grand and my owe my bed almost a grand. But the other day I had a dream. I went to my mechanic and I had a um, huge wad of cash to to give him. So. Um, and I don't know what that meant, so I'm hoping that means I'm getting going to have a job soon. I can. I want to touch on that very quickly. Um, relationships go in seven-year cycles, and we all have relationships with all other aspects of our lives, from God, right. ourselves, money, sex, death, food, and also work. So I want what I would have you um, do if you're open to the suggestion is sit and take a look at your relationship with work, and see why there's so much rejection. Okay. And what made you feel rejected as a child? Did you wit- did you witness your dad lose a few jobs and settle yourself? I was I well. Let me just put it in general. I witnessed my dad losing himself and everything in alcohol. Okay, and you. My dad was very yourself. brilliant, and very and brilliant, but his his success was uh, um, limited because of his alcoholism. Okay, so in. With the wisdom of a small child, you took that dynamic and said, that must be what I'm worthy of as well. And even though you may not have that issue with addiction, that emotion is buried in your gut that my daddy was was like a, a broken man or damaged goods and couldn't make a living and couldn't hold on to that. And we kind of take that into ourselves so that it's like a magnet that draws situations that are really designed to help us clear that out, only it just really is terrible to go through, and nobody hands you a manual that says, if you keep losing jobs, you need to look at your relationship with your father. Nobody says this. So look at, look at that relationship and then give yourself permission at a very deep level to be, live a life of prosperity and right, right work and... and there's a, there's, it's called right work, which means you're doing the work that is best for you and that will bring you joy, make you happy, and help you make a living. You, this is around and around and around, but I do feel you're at the precipice of a major self-discovery, and that seven-year cycle is about to end because your relationship with work now is about to undergo a change the way we undergo a change in romantic relationships. If you ask somebody how many years they were married when they get divorced, it's generally around, like, the deal was done at the 7, 14, or 21-year mark. Make sense? Yeah, it does. So you see, so me, you wanna, at, uh, you see me at the threshold of a uh, breakthrough soon? Yeah, you're, gonna, you're, you're coming into it, but you have to open up your mind and be willing to okay. release whatever emotion is holding you back that uh, allow yourself to go higher than your dad was. Don't feel guilty for being better. Okay. We're living a better life. We're making better decisions. It's, we want our children to do better than we did, and sometimes we think that if we do better than our parents, they're going to feel bad about themselves, which to a child is a very real thing, but it's not realistic, and it's not your birthright as a child of God. Make sense? Okay. okay. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm happy and to... You make a lot of sense. All right. I'm going gonna, to uh, hang Get on. Get your wife? Yeah. Kathy? This uh, woman is a psychic, and she interprets dreams. And I told her about your dream. She wants to talk to you. Oh, which dream? The dream you eat the cancer. Oh. Surprise, you're coming on the air. <laughs> hey. Okay. No. okay. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, 
Hi, ma'am. My name is Charlotte, and I have a radio show where I, uh, I have a segment on Wednesdays where I interpret dreams, and your husband was kind enough to call in and ask about your dream because he realized you were upset about it. But I had oh, a couple- yeah, it felt kind of creepy. <laughs> yes, that is very creepy and very shocking. But in order for me to really get an idea of what's going on in your subconscious mind, can I ask some clarifying questions that will give me more detail, and in return I can give you a more thorough interpretation of as course. to yeah, your, sure. your state of mind or your situation. Okay. Okay. So he mentioned your, your body was infected with cancer and you were dying, but do you remember the beginning of the dream? Um, I remembered that... Um, I was being shown that I had cancer and that there was nothing I could do about it and to just relax and uh, just enjoy life until I had to go. And then I was being shown that I was given morphine. Okay. And is that pretty much all of it? And the dream ended mm-hmm. with you basically laying there being medicated to numb you yeah, from Yeah, I was shown that pain. that's what was going to happen, but it hadn't happened yet. Uh-huh. Okay. Barring, barring the obvious, have you had any concerns about cancer or a recent checkup? Um, I, I did have uh, breast cancer. They removed some uh, in 2007. And how are you feeling? Uh, do you, have you fully recovered from that? Uh, yeah, I, I, they said I was completely cured. I took um, some medication for three years and treated, mm-hmm. and uh, everything went fine. Um, okay. I do have uh, lupus, and I don't feel well from that a lot. Okay, lupus is difficult. First, I want to congratulate you on being a survivor. Thank you. Um, that is major, and I'm, I'm very happy for you and, and proud of the stamina that must have taken to overcome that illness. <laughs> barring, barring the obvious that it's a message from self to self that you need to go for a checkup, because I know you probably have to go for uh, periodic checkups to be on top of it. Yeah. Um, it does feel to me that you are feeling very angry about um, what you had to go through, and I want to swing it over to oh. the lupus. I want to swing oh, okay. it over to the lupus because there's feelings of why me? I'm tired of this. You're tired. No. You're very tired. No. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. I am very tired. Yes, and okay. and and depressed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we we've been putting up with this situation upstairs for years now of, of people banging upstairs and keeping us awake, and then I end up with worse flare-ups because I don't get enough sleep. And the stress is exacerbating everything. Because my husband's not working. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have a lot of stress. Um, mm-hmm. Loud yeah. neighbors. Okay, well, I want to go into the symbology of what cancer, the illness, could possibly represent, and then we'll, we'll design the interpretation to try to help you find some peace in this situation, okay? Okay. Basically, it's a war within yourself because the cancer cells attack the healthy cells. So it's a, right. it's, a, it's a war between kind of good and evil in your mind in so far as positive emotions and negative emotions. Mm-hmm. So you have this stress working against a deep desire for peace, but it's overwhelming and it's taking over. So in the dream, using the metaphor, the cancer is your body's riddled with it, and the, and the only thing they can do for you, you're tell, they're telling you you have no choice. All you yeah. have left 
to enjoy your life and be at peace, and they're giving yes. you a medication that numbs you against the pain. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. So if we look at everything figuratively, we're saying that the dream is basically telling you the way you're responding to your daily life situation with right. um, un, um, unpredictable scenarios and this anger at the neighbors and all that mm. is to shut your emotions down. Yeah. And I know it might be difficult to relocate because your husband isn't working, but there's got to be a solution where you can um, somehow find a way to make peace with this and create a healing so that maybe yeah. the neighbors be more cooperative or that you can react to the situation differently so that you are not at war with yourself. Why didn't I say, you know, with the things we tell ourselves, I wish I could just make this all go away and be done with this, which is kind of like a death of a situation. Right. I just want it to all go away, which is what happens when, you know, we die is it's the end. It's an ending and a transition. I wish they yeah, I was telling my, yeah, I was telling my husband I feel like a, a caged animal because it's like you're in a cage and you can't get away and the pounding, I mean yeah. literally banging on the walls and their feet and, and so disrespectful. Uh-huh. I've lived, I've lived with that and um, I can have a mouth on me, you know, and but I, you know, I, I went to the landlord and said, you need to intervene because this is We've becoming done that. really done bad. nothing for us. Nothing and for us. Nothing. Okay. Oh, well, no. You know they they don't it, care. If it comes down to it, you can say a prayer, you know, you could, whatever is comfortable with you. I'm not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual. Um, Me but too. But you can ask, ask for a solution, a peaceful resolution, the most benevolent outcome to this situation, whether it's please invite them to move somewhere else to take them out of your atmosphere and bring you some peace. But peace is what's needed. Otherwise, all this emotion and stress could possibly make that cancer come back, and we don't want that for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, this stress has been going on for so long. I mean, most of the 16 years that my husband and I have been together, I've supported him. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I only bring because I miss so much work. I only bring home somewhere between two to five hundred dollars a paycheck twice a month, and I've had to force myself to retire early mm-hmm. just to be able to pay, catch up to pay the rent. And I don't feel that he's doing his part. He keeps making excuses, mm-hmm. and I'm just like feeling numb and done and. You yeah. know, I can't, I just well, can't I, even explain. I, I totally get it, and I, I just don't want, I, I want you to realize you're on a radio show at the moment, and I, and I didn't know if you realized that you're, uh, oh. that's very personal information, and I'm happy to delete that out of this, but um, when you talk to your husband or when you go and listen to the show to hear what I said to him, you kind of get an idea of what's happening with him beneath the surface because he doesn't really understand it himself. And even though he keeps saying that to you, it it seems to me that um, you're recognizing a pattern and maybe you can help him recognize those patterns that he's not seeing so that he can let them go and be more gainfully and consistently employed. Does that make sense? Mm, I have done that ad nauseum. Okay, I, I understand. But now he has the hard work of doing He has to forgive his dad. 
Right. That's exactly where I yeah. I have been there father. with him I, about I jumped that. right in on that. As soon as he told but me I'm about just his wife. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes it takes hearing it from a stranger before it sinks in. Exactly. So maybe he needed to hear it from me, and maybe he's been aware of it, and he hears you, you got to do this, you got to do this. But now that a stranger, a perfect stranger comes in, I don't even know your name. Perfect stranger right. comes in and goes, oh, it's your dad. You must have witnessed him losing a job, and you felt that that's what you were worthy of, and you feel ashamed of doing better than he did out of respect, which is a twisted way, but it's the way a child sees things. Yeah. But yeah. that one thought is so powerful that it sets the tone for the rest of your life. Right. And he has been told that before mm-hmm. by but another now, friend and, you know, from well, different people. If he's sick enough of it, he'll do the homework. He can, he can sit. He can journal. He can listen to my show on ways to cultivate. My whole show is about um, inspiring listeners to cultivate peace in their lives. And it's, it's going every path leads to forgiveness is my motto and he's got to forgive to release and then allow your lives together he needs to do it for himself but he also has to do it for you because you're tired of this and he's tired of feeling the way he feels and i told him because of his dream i do feel he's on the verge of a change and a shift but he's got to do this homework to facilitate that because he had a dream about his dad has come to me in spirit and given me messages to give to him. Really? Who came to you? Oh, yeah. Your husband did? No, my, my husband's father has come to me in spirit. What did he and say? And t- given me messages to give to him. That's fantastic. What, did he say, please forgive me? And, Tell and, him yes, story? and he said, mm-hmm. uh, make sure he knows that I really love him. What he's and saying? His father, his, yeah. He loves him deeply. Deeply. He does love him deeply. What, what the, when they transmit messages like that, it comes in layers. So there might mm-hmm. be more subtle layers, and I can feel what he's saying underneath that statement, and that is, I am sorry that I chose the alcohol over you. You were mm-hmm. worthy of a decent father. I just wasn't ready. Right. But I feel more like a mother to my husband than a wife. I totally understand. And it's not healthy for me. No. You know, I need no, a, a man who stands up and helps us yeah. survive. I, I don't know if you've said this out loud, but we want to watch the the words that we choose because mm-hmm. sometimes when either when someone makes us laugh or when someone is putting us through a, an ordeal, we could turn to them and say, you know what, you're killing me. That, killing I have me. said that because okay. he is killing me. I he know. Is. I know. The poison. I, I needed mm. to bring that up to the surface for you. Yeah. Because that is a declarative statement. You hit it on the head. And thoughts are powerful. They are the most creative force in the universe. And I hear, you're killing me, you're killing me, and now there's this dream where you're dying, Mm -hmm. and it's almost like a death wish to escape this because there's so much lack of understanding and awareness. But there are tools you can use to gain that understanding. Whether you take them to a hypnotist, I know it's tight, financially, but if yeah. maybe you could take them to a hypnotist or something, whatever is comfortable for you. I don't have um, an arsenal. I'll do what I can, and I'm happy if you're, with your permission, I'm happy to write down your phone number, and if I could find a friend yeah. that could help with a healing or to get to the bottom of this, I'd, I'd be happy to help you. And then he has to do the homework. 
and do the yeah. forgiveness, and then he owes you big time. Well, he, you know, you hit the nail on the head because I have gotten to the point where if I die, it's okay. I'd rather I'm be tired dead of keep fighting. going through this. I know. I know. I feel physical health, but it's mental and emotional anguish that's eating it's, away yeah, at you. It, and I'm that's just wiped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been yeah. trying and trying and trying and fighting and help, trying to help him. I've. Uh, it's like talking to a wall. And I've tried to have, help him. Does he have ADD? I yes, feel ADD. ADHD. Yes, he does. Okay. I see it, but he doesn't. And, I don't think he believes he has it. But yeah, here, he okay. Does. Now I now I know who I need to call to help you. Because here's the thing: there's no difference between ADD and ADHD. What the doctors, right. what the medical professionals do, was took a symptom, the the initial of a symptom, inserted it into the word to create a whole different thing that they can treat oh, for. It's all it's one thing. thing. And I happen to know an expert on ADD. She knows so much about it that medical professionals have kicked her out of their offices. <laughs> and she funny. wrote a book. And she wrote a book. And she describes in her memoir she's been married. And do you know what she was popping into my head earlier? And I didn't get the clue. Her name is Linda Rosenbaum, and I'm okay giving her name because she wrote this book about her husband, and it's called My Husband Has ADD. And I'll call you and give you this information later. Okay. But she lived with him. She's still married to him. It's been she's been married to him for forty six years, and uh-huh. the second year of their marriage, this ADD symptom stuff just emerged. Uh-huh. And every time she turns around, he brought them to financial ruin several times. Yes. Impulsive decisions, all yes. of these things. Um, but the most important, the most baffling thing was his lack of awareness of what he was doing and how it was affecting the people around him. So yes, that like he a himself, child. Like a child, yeah. he, he himself might be pretty okay going through his day not knowing that he's causing hell in this household and wreaking havoc on your life and your brain and your heart. He's not he aware. He does not admit it, yeah. He, he has he's not no aware clue. of it. He's in total oblivion. But she has a way to eliminate those symptoms. And what, area code 310, where are you? Uh, in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. I wonder if I can set up a session with her. It's kind of interesting. But her husband is fine now. Oh. Her husband is fine without medication and symptom-free. As long as they do this practice, it's called pendulum dowsing. And I can, I want to say this to make this uh, segment thorough. It is the segment I did last Monday, last Monday, the Monday before, two Mondays ago, I did another segment with her to go deeper into the topic and discuss recent information that she's found and to go deeper into pendulum dowsing. But have you heard of Reiki? I have, but I don't know what it is. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's a, it's a method and a tool that we can use to balance energies. For oh. instance, if there's an imbalance in the body, then through the use of energy transmission, Balance can be brought to the body to heal pain or mm. um, unsettled emotions or an imbalanced um, mental polarity, which is what ADD is. There's an imbalance in the brain. It's a disorder. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. doctors really just don't know a whole lot about it. But either way, my belief is energy is energy is energy. And exactly. Similar to Reiki, you can balance it. And it turns out that using a pendulum, that you, you've seen people hold a pendulum over a map and say, okay, where do I want to live? Right. right. You can do that to balance the energy in his brain, and you will see 
a difference in this man. Wow. And then if he's open to it, you have to listen to my segments with Linda and her husband because he really okay. didn't know what he was doing to her. But now he just looks at her, and if she's smiling, he knows he's doing okay. And if she's not, he knows he needs to do this practice to balance his brain because he's acting up again. Right. Right, mm-hmm. that's the problem. He doesn't realize, he, he says he's happy, but he's pouting. He has this horrible frown on his face, and he doesn't realize how that looks to other people. Yeah, yeah he's oblivious. Yeah, totally. There's a deep lack of awareness, and that is the hardest part. But once they become aware, he then has major work to do in making sure he's balanced and correcting those behaviors and not making impulsive decisions, but checking with his wife first yeah. to see if that is a sound decision because the wife is holding the purse strings and the yeah. wife And he doesn't do that ever, ever. You're his key to survival, so he has to not depend on you but rely on you to help him help you. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Okay. It's like today I asked him to come home and get my bank card so we could pay $20 toward the vet bill for the cats. What does he do? He just goes and does it anyway without coming home to get it from me. And he does it from his account, which doesn't have that much. That much in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not that I do. But, you know, I ask him specifically what to do, but he always does exactly what he wants and doesn't listen to me. And then shrugs his shoulder like, what's the matter? Why are you mad at me? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And she has a book. Right. The the it's a memoir. It's an easy read. It's fabulous. It will make you feel so understood. Wow. And I will I introduce you to her because she knows what you're going through and she knows okay. how to fix it. Now she teaches a class on how to do this and she prefers to do it in person. But I'll okay. see. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll see if I can. If I'm a very good teacher, I teach metaphysics and stuff. So if I uh-huh. have to have a session with you to make you feel comfortable and then she can go over the ADD because she has a technique specifically for ADD. Uh Uh-huh. And she can teach you how to do it. And then, I mean, she, she did, when you listen to the segment, you'll hear me saying, I know this works because one day I just woke up in the dumps and Uh I felt felt terrible. I was depressed when I had no reason to be. Uh Uh-huh. and she emailed, I had I had her on a, on my show as a guest, and now we email each other every day. She's um, just a wonderful friend, and she says, "Well, I'm going to Dow for you. Let wow. me know how you're feeling." I said, "Okay, yeah, go ahead and do it." And you know, I'm like, "Oh, this is terrible." Mm. And within an hour, hour and a half, I was on top of the world. That's great. I really That's felt good that she can so, do that. If you both have an open mind, there is something to help, and you don't have to suffer like this, okay? Okay. All right. I appreciate is, it very much. What is your name? I'm, can I have your name? I'm, my name's Kathy. Kathy K-A-T-H-Y. with a K? K-A-T-H-Y. Okay. With a K. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. And what was your husband's name? Vince, V-I-N-C-E. Gotcha. All right. I will, I will not today, but I will give you a call uh, over the next few days. Probably Saturday. I'm booked with readings on Saturdays, but I'll see what I can do in between Get in touch with you, and I want to talk to Linda and tell her all that I've shared with you and basically the offer I made. But I will be in touch. Just hang in there and tell yourself it will be okay and that you you can have peace. I'm glad your husband found it. I don't know how he found my show, but I'm glad (laughs) he did. 
I'm glad he did too. Okay. You make me feel a little lighter. Thank you. I'm I'm happy to do so. That brings me joy to know that that happened. All right, Kathy. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Okay, everybody. I think this is a um, this has been a wonderful experience. I hope you got an idea of pretty much how I operate, how I kind of dig in and use any tool that's available to me to help you find what you need to bring peace to your mind, your heart, and your situation. I hope you continue to tune in. We will be here every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, same bat time, same bat station, and we will dig into more dreams. Tell friends. You could also send those dreams in ahead of time if they're longer and more detailed. As you see, don't need it per se, but some of them get really long, and I really just like to dig through all the nice, rich symbols and come up with a really thorough interpretation. So um, I'm also looking for dreams to use for my newsletter in my Dream of the Week and in articles that I publish, so that would be helpful. I appreciate you taking time to tune in. If you listen to all two hours of this, thank you very much, and I hope you got a lot out of it and that you would like to participate in a future segment. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.